Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th TV series edition. I'm Vicki. And I'm Kim. And here are the episode credits for Friday the 13th, the series, Season 1, Episode 11, Scarecrow. Created by Frank Mancuso Jr. and Larry B. Williams. Story by Larry B. Williams and Mark Scott Zickry. Teleplay by Mark Scott Zickry. Directed by William Fruitt. Original air date, February 1st, 1988. So we're back with Season 1, Episode 11, Scarecrow. And the cursed artifact from Friday the 13th wiki is an animated scarecrow that guarantees good crops after it beheads three victims. Now this episode does not remind me of a warehouse episode that I could recall. Can you think of anything? No. But it does remind me of a very old and maybe even Season 1 Supernatural episode. And the episode was also named Scarecrow. Oh, And it's been a while since I've watched season one of Supernatural. That was like 16 years ago. If I remember correctly, the townspeople had to sacrifice people. And I don't know if there was a specific amount or how often to have a good crop. So Mm -hmm. it's basically the same thing as this. Oh, okay. And actually, last week I was trying to remember what show I watched about the comic book author. Yeah. So because we both watch numbers, I searched numbers in comic book and it was numbers. Oh, okay. And the name of the episode was graphic. And the author, remember I said it was somebody recognizable and it just wouldn't come to me. It was Christopher Mm -hmm. Lloyd. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did remember the episode, I think correctly, but I just couldn't remember any of the people in it. But yeah, it was numbers. Okay. So this story opens with a father and son talking about the bad crop that just came in and a freaky woman with a freaky scarecrow with the father's picture on the chest is sneaking around outside in the rain. So when the father hears a noise and goes to the door, the scarecrow beheads him with a scythe. So the son sees the father's head chopped off. I don't know if he actually saw the head chop off. I wasn't sure if he saw the scarecrow, but later on we find out he didn't see He just saw the person in the raincoat taking the head. I think you're right. Somebody took the father's head. Right. But Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure at the time until later if he knew who the person in the raincoat was. We found out later he didn't. He thought it was a guy. Well, then why was he so afraid? Because he, he saw this person take his father's head. No, I'm talking about he was afraid when he saw the lady. That was never explained. I think he just was afraid of everybody at that point, except for Ryan. He had that look. It just seems like the the face expressions are just, and I don't understand why even Ryan is missing it. You're seeing somebody have that look on their face at somebody. You're not looking at the person going, is there anything wrong? Or wait until the person leaves and goes, you know, is something wrong? Because they seem to say stuff when the person is there, or they're never checking to see if anybody's around. Yeah, you're right. But in this case, we find out later that he didn't know it was her. He thought it was a guy in a black raincoat. And they do that to us all the time. Somebody has this expression that we think that they know something, and it turns out to be nothing. When Ryan found him, he wouldn't even speak. Right. You know, so I think he was afraid of everybody. Well, she was kind of creepy anyway. I would be afraid of her even if I didn't know. Right. But you still would have been looking at her in your head going, "Mm, I wonder what's up with her. But you're going to kind of keep an eye on her. And I'm trying to understand why they're not picking up on the signal of this, this creepy lady. Oh, I know. She was so creepy that I would have never stayed there. 
not even knowing she had anything to do with anything. Right. She was just creepy on face value. Yes. No, I get you. (laughs) So after the father was beheaded and everything, in the morning we see this woman looking out over the field with her arms out as if she's mimicking the shape of the empty scarecrow stand in the field. So Mickey and Ryan are out in the country somewhere. They say Riverdale, but I don't don't know where that's supposed to be. Looking for a scarecrow that they got a letter about. And it was supposed to be from Charles Cobain from Riverdale. And it just says, please come get that scarecrow. And Mickey seems to think there is something strange about the letter. It looks like a child's writing to me. I thought so too. Yeah. And, you know, Ryan says, don't make a big thing out of it. We're just going to get the scarecrow. I can't believe you brought the mail with you. I'm not the one who sent out those... Mailers. Whatever. Sending us all over the country looking for a scarecrow. Did you bring the uh, letter? I didn't write down the address. Yeah, it's right here. Charles Cobain, Riverdale. You know, this letter looks a little bit strange. Let's it's... not go inventing problems, okay? It's probably somebody doesn't like rural art. It came because we sent out the mailers, so the mailers are a good idea, right? Yeah, okay, well, the next time you answer them. So Mickey brings a baseball signed in a kid's writing. It says, to Ryan from Jimmy, and Ryan gets upset with her for taking it out of the drawer at the shop. That's just a little thing they threw in, and we don't know why until later. When they find Mr. Cobain, he says he never wrote the letter, and the scarecrow burned up and was destroyed in a fire. The wife, on the other hand, looks afraid, like something's up. So Mickey opens the door in their house, and this guy comes out and attacks her. It turns out to be their son, who apparently has some kind of issue, and they keep him locked in the room, which was disturbing, and I almost didn't want to watch anymore. Obviously, something's wrong with this guy, and they lock him in a room. That's just disturbing to me. Right. Having a child with special needs, I found that totally disturbing. Now, while I was printing these notes, it occurred to me who may have written the letter Mickey and Ryan received, because I originally thought it was Jordy, but we learned later that he never saw the scarecrow kill his father. He just saw the long black raincoat. So I think it might have been Nick, the kid locked in the room. Well, that's what I thought, too. When he when they had him locked up, my thing was I didn't get it as special needs. What I got it is that he saw something more and went crazy because he saw something. And, you know, he needs to he needs to help. But, you know, people who have trauma, sometimes you're not rational. And you're not giving him a chance to, or they don't want him to tell what's going on. Yeah. And he knows something and wants to tell it, but they're not letting him. Yeah, at first that didn't occur to me that the letter was from him. At first I was totally confused because I didn't know how long ago the death of the father was in terms of them going to look for a scarecrow. First, I was thinking it was years ago, and this was actually the kid that saw the, his father. I head. thought so too because it looked, the clothes that they had on and the way the house was, I thought so too. I thought it was years ago. Yes, yes, that was my first thought. And, mm-hmm. But it still never occurred to me that he might have been the one to write the letter until I was printing these notes. For some reason, it hit me. And then I thought maybe the mother, but they kept saying that the writing looked like a child. So I'm going to assume it was Nick. So Mickey and Ryan leave, but they know that the Cobeans are lying about the Scarecrow because Ryan and Mickey know that cursed artifacts can't be destroyed. So they sneak around the barn and find an empty Scarecrow stand. And then they run into Creepy Marge which is the same woman who was out in the rain with the scarecrow earlier. And Mm -hmm. she says she's bringing tea for the boy locked in the room, Nick, to keep him calm. She's surprised that Mickey and Ryan actually met him. 
and she insinuates that something happened to make him the way he was. But she doesn't say what. She just says something like, they're always careful about keeping him protected since, and then she doesn't say anything else except that it's not her place. So something happened to him. We don't know what. Marge also owns the only inn in town, so Mickey and Ryan check in there. I'm telling you, just from meeting her in the field, I would not be staying in this woman's inn. Yes, me either. No way I'd leave town and go stay somewhere else. Mm-hmm. There's no way. So the way Marge and the Cobians are behaving, it's pretty clear that they're all in on whatever's going on. I think. It seemed like it, but it wasn't really clear. But apparently Marge's husband was a farmer, and I imagine he died because she says he was a farmer and it buried him. Right. And I was like, then I had him going, did her husband get beheaded? That's what I was thinking, too. They never say. That was one of my things, because I have a bunch of questions that they never answered at the end of these notes, and that was one of them. Okay, because there's a couple more I got, too. Did he die, and that's why she's doing what she's doing? Or was he one of her victims? Then at one point, I thought he was the scarecrow. True, yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah, huh? Mm-hmm. As you know, he got buried. When somebody says buried, that means, you know, they worked until the farm and still got nothing out of it. Right. And then once he died, maybe something she did or what. But somehow or another, I don't know. I kept on thinking that the husband was the scarecrow. Because even towards the end, when he died, um, when the picture fell off of him, he was laying on it. Yes, I thought that was weird, too. You know, like, we're together now. Yes, I thought that was weird, too. And I didn't know what to make of it. I thought it was weird that he landed on the picture the way he was laying. And there were so many things that they never explained in this episode. That's a good idea. I never thought of that. That's good. Mm -hmm. I bet you that's what we're supposed to think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, Marge hears Mickey tell Ryan that... Mrs. Cobian tried to tell her something. And then we see Mrs. Cobian sneaking out of her house, and Marge puts her picture on the scarecrow, and the scarecrow comes and cuts her head off, too. So Mickey finds the head. Now, this was confusing to me. Mickey finds the head on the front stoop of the inn, and she sees the scarecrow with the picture on his chest. When Ryan gets there, he sees the body, but the head was gone. So was the body not there, or was it just the shot they showed us? It was a shot. Okay. Because at one point, the lady came and picked the head up. Okay, I'm going to go back to when she saw the scarecrow. Okay. Because her face expression, the way her hands were placed, and I'm going, are you kidding me? Did we do that bad of an acting in the 1980s? You know, I could think about his Vogue, you know, with oh, the okay. arms and the head tilted back. And, oh, my God, we still got to be pretty, even though we're scared to death. Yeah, you're right. I bet you that's the reason. <laughs> I'm going, okay, lady just got decapitated, and you're laughing because she couldn't scream. She had both her hands over her mouth, and the way both hands were placed, and I'm going, are you kidding me? And I kept on saying, well, that's how it was in the 80s, people. That's how it was in the 80s. I just thought it was so dramatic. And because I could see me start to shake, I'm going to start crying. Then I'm going to start screaming. And she's just like, oh, but I still got to look pretty. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I wouldn't have turned away. This is like Warehouse 13. Why do you keep on turning your back? You never turn your back. Right. Turn the back, head's gone. (laughs) So the sheriff threatens them for making up stories. But then he comes back the next day wondering about the Scarecrow story. He kind of doesn't believe him, but then there was something about it that he thought was odd. 
So Mickey and Ryan find out that most of the farmers are suffering from bad crops, but the co-beans crops are doing very well. And I thought the old guy that they were talking to said that the co-beans bought up all the farms around them. He did. He did say that, right? He did say that. Okay. Because later we find out Marge owned their farm. Right. Okay. That was confusing, too, because why do they pretend to buy up all the farms when she's buying all the farms? I don't know. Right. And that confused me, too. And then when I, when they showed the paperwork, I was like, huh? Didn't they just say? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're right. I was confused, too. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, talking about the new Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Then they also hear that Dave Mino and his son just vanished recently. So that was the thing we saw at the beginning, apparently. So I was wondering where the son was. So Marge seems to be instructing Nick, who's now outside chopping wood and not locked in his room, that if he likes Mickey, he needs to break her in and break her in good. This woman is just... (laughs) So Ryan and Mickey go to Dave Minow's old house and they discuss what they assume the Scarecrow does. Kills people for a good crop. God's name's going on, Ryan. Charlie lies about having a Scarecrow. Scarecrow's killing people. Charlie's crops thrive. Seems pretty clear to me. The house looks like someone's rummaged through the kitchen and Mickey finds blood outside. Then the scarecrow comes after her. And just before it's about to kill her, the sheriff shows up and shoots it. And we find out that Nick was dressed as the scarecrow. So now this guy's lost his wife and his son. Mm -hmm. So inside, Ryan finds Dave Menil's son, Jordy, when he jumps out of a closet. Ryan convinces the sheriff to let Jordy stay with him at the inn. Marge is really interested in if Jordy, who isn't speaking at all, will eventually speak. Like I said, she was she's freaking creepy. So I understand what you're saying about the kid's face because that's what I thought when I saw him too. Mm-hmm. But then we found out later that he didn't see her. But I guess she's kind of concerned that he did. And if he starts talking, they'll find out. So Ryan tells Mickey that Jordy reminds him of his brother who died in an accident while they're playing baseball in the street. We're finally starting to get some backstory. We didn't know much of Mickey's backstory, but we knew she was engaged and she had a boyfriend. We never heard anything at all about Ryan, at all. So we're starting to get a little backstory anyway. And we really don't know much about Jack, except he finds antiques all over the world or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's good, because I like when they start adding backstory. Yeah, it was nice. It was a nice little story. Unfortunately, it don't happen, but it was a nice story. Yeah, Right. So I guess we know now why he was so upset that Mickey took the baseball. Mm-hmm. So Mickey also finds out that three people go missing each harvest. So why nobody figured that out, who knows. And so far there's only been two. So I'm sure Marge is hoping that Mickey will be her third. 
three people go missing every harvest. So far this year, only two have. Dave Mino and Mrs. Cobine. And the harvest only has two days to go. Scarecrow has to find another victim, and soon. So Marge steals a picture of Mickey out of her purse. She steals her driver's license. And Jordy hears Mickey and Ryan and says that he can help them. He remembers somebody wearing a long black raincoat and a rain hat. He also tells them about seeing a scarecrow in the Cobian's barn. And Mickey then notices that her license is missing. And Jordy remembers his dad losing a picture, which is kind of weird. It could, it should have been like, oh, I remember my dad lost his license. Right. It's just weird that some he lost a random picture and this kid remembers it. Well, I had to remember back in the day because while she was going through her pocketbook, and I said, why would she go through her pocketbook? But I said, you know, back in the day, we used to keep pictures in our wallets. Right. And I figured it might be one of her and the fiancé. But when she grabbed the driver's license, I was like, really? But it worked. Yeah, it was the first one she saw, so I guess it worked. Yeah, yeah it was a picture, mm-hmm. so I guess it doesn't really matter. I was laughing, like, why would she carry a picture of herself? But you're right, she could have had a picture of her and her fiancé. Because that's what I thought, she was going to go look through the pictures in the wallet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ryan brings Mickey to the sheriff's to keep her safe, and while Marge leaves to put Mickey's picture on the scarecrow. So Charlie, Mr. Cobian, is drunk and looking at papers. And he's going to call someone, but he stops. Then he hears something outside in his barn. And he catches Marge putting the picture on the scarecrow. And he accuses her of killing his wife and his son. So I'm kind of, like, confused. It seems like they were all in on it. But I don't know if he knew exactly what was going on. He might not know how it happened. But he knew, I don't want to say it. He knew the scarecrow had to do something to do with good crops. He may not have known what. But I missed what the wife had in her hand to show them. Oh, I don't even know. She has something in her hand that she was bringing to them before she got beheaded. Yeah, I don't even know. I didn't even notice that. What information did she have or did she have something to say what's going on? Because the fear in her was so great and even him drinking, that shows that they have a clue what's going on and there's no way out. You know there's no way out. And then now he lost a wife and a son and he's distraught and, you know, here we go. And the third person, he's not killed by the scarecrow. Son's not killed by the scarecrow. Right, but he said to her, you dressed him up to look like right. the scarecrow so she basically was responsible for killing him right so that still meant that the scarecrow had to kill somebody else right and that was mickey right mm-hmm. so that was a little confusing to me because first i thought they were all in on it and then it seemed like she was in charge of everything which is probably the case right. now that i'm thinking about it she probably bought their farm and they get to stay there and pretend that they own all this other land if they go along with whatever she's doing Right. So, yeah, that makes sense. But she talks Charlie into putting the gun down. Oh, my God, was that creepy. (laughs) Oh, my God. I had to watch that twice. It was so creepy. Yeah, she was good. She played her part. She played her part. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then she kills him. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan and Jordy find a bunch of scarecrows hanging in the barn. And then they find Charlie hanging there with them. Back at the sheriff's office, Mickey notices that the sheriff has a long black coat and a hat, so she locks him in the closet. I know. I, I'm really, I'm, I'm just saying to myself, really? You know how many uh, those are around? So Ryan finds the papers that Charlie was looking at and discovers that he sold the farm three years ago to Marge. So Mickey, of course, goes running back to the inn because they always do that. They either talk to the main suspect or they ask for help of the main suspect. So Mickey goes running back to the inn to find Ryan, but only Marge is there. Ryan gets the sheriff while Marge locks Mickey in her room with the scarecrow. 
the scarecrow has really bad aim. Like Micah, remember in that telenovela one where I said Micah, one of them swung the broom at the other one. Yes. And they were like two feet apart and they missed him every time. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> the scarecrow has that kind of aim. <laughs> he keeps, and he keeps missing her. I don't know. So the sheriff comes and Marge stabs him and holds scissors to Jordy's neck. But Ryan's able to get him away from her. Mickey gets the picture off the scarecrow and he falls back and Marge comes screaming out of the other room. And that was hilarious. Like a mad woman. It's like something I've seen before. It was so funny. And she has a knife. (laughs) (laughs) So while they're struggling, they knock the picture of Marge off the wall and it lands on the scarecrow's chest. And now he has a new victim. So the scarecrow chops her head off and then kind of just lays down next to the photo, like you said. And I thought that was weird. But that makes sense, what you said earlier. Jordy so far has seen his father die. He's seen Nick dressed as a scarecrow die. He's seen Charlie's dead and hanging body. And Marge having her head cut off. So this kid's going to need some serious therapy. Mm-hmm. So the sheriff lived and Ryan gives Jordy the baseball. So this episode just left me with a lot of questions and it said it left you with a lot of questions. So we don't know what happens to Jordy. A line about his, an aunt coming to get him or something would have been nice. Right. I mean, I guess we assume he's not just going to live on the streets, but, you know, it would have been nice to hear what's going to happen to him. We don't know what happened to Marge's husband like we talked about earlier. We didn't hear what happened to Nick to make him the way he was. We never heard that. Right. They made it sound like there was some specific thing, and then we never heard anything. And then as Mickey points out, what did they do with all the heads? Right, yeah. What did they do with them? I don't know. She takes them, and I know nowadays it would have been more graphic. They would have been on sticks. So or in the ground, buried in the ground with the harvest. I'm thinking, okay, you till the soil, you place a head with the seeds. Yeah, but why couldn't they tell us? They didn't tell us anything. Yeah. Because you know? even I thought at one point towards the end, normally the sheriff puts his arms around the little kid and go, he'll stay with me until we get in touch with his eye. Exactly. And I didn't get that either. No, it wouldn't have taken long to just say just what you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So your point about Marge's husband, I love that. It kind of makes more sense to me. Whether it's true or not, I don't know, but it makes sense. And I'm going with that because I don't know. That helps me understand what happened to her husband. Otherwise, I know, like we've said a million times, it's corny. I think some of the overacting, it's supposed to be kind of campy. But I did like this episode. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it leaves us hanging in certain parts. Yeah. But like I said... Her, they got the perfect person for that part. She played that part. Yeah, she played it well. The crazy lady, March. Yes, oh, March played that part. Absolutely. So I liked it. Did you have anything yeah. else? No, that was it. Just she reminded me of uh, Kathy Bates and oh. who was the one? Misery. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. I'm surprised she didn't have no cats. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Mm -hmm. so do you have anything else? No, I'm good. Okay, so we'll be back shortly with another couple episodes. We'll see you then. All right, see you then. Bye. This is Doug reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 13th Warehouse, on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse, and on Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. You can listen to the 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Theme music for the 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th, the series edition. Suspense Night, provided by Anton Kornienko. Pixabay user 147-98912. Free for personal or commercial use. See you next time at the warehouse.